Hey, welcome to the Sexy Aging Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Minoknuku. I now have a published book called My Menopause Memoir, and you can easily access this from Amazon. I'll pop the link in the show notes so you can get your copy too. Sandy Lowry's is the founder and creative director for WB40, Woman Beyond 40 publication, telling and sharing stories for women and about women 40 years plus. Sandy is also the host of the Good Girl Confessional podcast and is about to launch a brand new podcast called Alex the Seal, where we get to revisit the best songs of the 90s. I know, fun, right? I know I'll be tuning in to reminisce about where I was and who I was doing it with when one of my favorite songs comes on. Sandy's background as a journalist and writer makes for a compelling story, but I want to applaud Sandy for her mission to make all women over the age of 40 feel seen. For more details on Sandy and her work, check out the show notes. And if you're a woman over 40 and you have a story to tell, drop an email to Sandy. I've also added the email address in the show notes. (laughs) Welcome to the Sexy Aging Podcast. Today I have Sandy. Lowry's got it right right yeah <laughs> yeah from Melbourne one of my all-time favorite cities now I just want to give a little um, update on why Melbourne is one of my favorite cities so I grew up in Wellington New Zealand and Wellington is kind of like the it's well it's the capital city but people don't know that they go oh Auckland <laughs> <laughs> right it's like people don't know that Canberra is the capital city of Australia they think it's Sydney Um, But it also has a really high proportion of cafes, like kick-ass cafes, to the population. And so the only other place that I really found that same vibe, where they have beautiful gardens and crazy weather, awesome sport, amazing art, and amazing coffee, was Melbourne. And so I feel like that's kind of my sister city. So it's nice to meet someone and talk to someone from Melbourne. Oh, thank you. I do love this city. She's pretty gorgeous. So thanks for shouting yeah. out to Melbs. And so are you. Red oh, hair, red you. lips. Look at you. <laughs> so I'm going to carry on with my little introduction before I get a bit carried away. Um, you are the founder and creative director for an online publication called WB40, Woman Beyond 40. That caught me. I love that. And you're also the host of the Good Girl Confessional podcast, piqued my interest (laughs) it's It's, it's a great name (laughs) yeah and you have interviewed so many inspiring women from around the world there are some incredible uh interviews on there that I've tapped into um you're doing amazing things out there Sandy to support women through this transition through the 40s um and I just want to maybe take it back a little bit and and just say hey look where, where did you get started to travel into this opportunity to educate and inspire women over 40 and it's not even your job <laughs> let's do this oh thank you and thank look thank you so so much for having me on and I love what you were doing and I love your podcast because you know I love the name sexy aging but I also I just really love what you stand for and what you're all about which is helping women obviously 40 and beyond to to really like realize that we are worthy and that we're still kick-ass and that we've got plenty of years ahead of us. Um, So for me, I started out, you know, I went to back many, many years ago when I was at uni because I'm 52 now. um, 
you know, I did study writing and I studied professional writing and editing. And at one point I wanted to be a journalist and a whole lot of things. And I realized pretty quickly that trying to be a creative writer in this country didn't really pay the bills very well. So moved into a whole lot of different careers. I've done a lot of things, everything from being an EA to working in communications to marketing to whatever it may be um, and have worn a lot of hats. So I kind of really got to this stage in my 40s. I was 41 and I was suddenly single and found myself separated after an 18-year marriage. And from there, what I realised was that the whole landscape of dating, of, of life for women who are single um, changes once you're over the age of 40. And so I started a blog, which was called The Good Girl Confessional, um, and started writing about sex, dating and relationships and beyond the age of 40. And really garnished this beautiful following of really um, loyal, gorgeous readers um, who a lot reached out to me and said, I thought I was going through this alone. I didn't really know that there were other women out there doing that. Mine was pretty, I, I started it writing under a pseudonym, Tracy, because, <laughs> because yeah. it was very raunchy and it was very out there. And this was back in 2013 when no one was really talking about sex in that way and especially when you're you know a, a woman a single mum all of the things so um the tagline for that was you know sex sex behind the picket fence never looked so good and it was really a spin-off I guess if, if you look at sex in the city I was doing sex in the suburbs and um <laughs> So I wrote about that for a very long time, but as I got older and as I moved forward into the 40s, what I started to realise was I couldn't really find anything that spoke to me in terms of a magazine. I was, I really wasn't interested in clickbait celebrity crap. I really wasn't interested in being body shamed and everything I picked up, unless it was a high-end glossy fashion magazine, which, you know, there's an absolute place for that but that wasn't really what I was looking for. Um, everything I picked up really had, you know, how to lose five kilos in five days or, you know, it just really wasn't speaking to me as a woman who was in my late 40s by that stage. Um, at this stage, the blog had been going for a long time and it kind of, I decided to reinvent her. I always joke that the blog grew up and became a podcast. So the Good Girl Confessional podcast, I launched it as a potty in 2019. And you're right, I'm so grateful. I get to speak to so many beautiful women all the time who are doing kick-ass stuff beyond the age of 40 and 50 and 60. Um, just incredible women. But I'd always planned in my head to because I was a writer throughout the years, and I should add that, that I wrote for other people, but I had always planned in my head once I started the podcast to do a magazine. So WB40 or Women Beyond 40 magazine and platform was born out of this. It was all a plan. And um, and we that magazine is online and digital, but it is also in print. So it's a real thing. Oh, wow. Well. That's gorgeous. Uh, it is really <laughs> amazing. And as you can yeah. tell, look, I just love all the covers because yeah. a, every cover is by a different female artist. This magazine is solely written by women for women um, over the age of 40. And, and we just didn't want to shy. I didn't want to shy away from any taboo topics that generally get pushed to the side in mainstream media and there were things like menopause and you know women's health beyond the age of 40 sex beyond the age of 40 and yeah. 50 um and you know how our lives change careers beyond that and how sometimes we're often overlooked or we feel invisible so we tackle all of those things um in the magazine on the podcast and on the platform um and we've built this really gorgeous community of like-minded women which we just love it's amazing and um so that's where we're at 
Oh, it sounds incredible. And I just love those magazines. Where are we able to get those? So I'm in New Zealand. And what's the opportunity to tap into the magazines? Like I like the hard copy. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. And so we are now sending this magazine because we're an independent magazine. Um, but we launched in the middle of a pandemic, obviously the pandemic, because we wanted to create, I brought that forward because I really wanted to create paid opportunities for female writers and creatives so this is why we launched a lot of people in the creative fields were as you know pretty decimated by the pandemic Um, we wanted to create those opportunities so anyone looking for the magazine can go to wb40.com and we are sending this gorgeous independent magazine has been sent all around the world so America Canada England, uh, Ireland, New Zealand. Um, it, we, she's gone everywhere and we're loving that. We're absolutely loving that. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so I'm going to put that in the show notes where people can find the magazine. I'm also part of a really incredible community here in New Zealand. Um, you know, once you t- start Googling, you know, perimenopause, menopause, and then you realise actually there are people also sitting on the fence waiting for you to approach them and have this conversation. And so I've been able to join a couple of communities here in New Zealand. I'm going to share your details into one of my um, communities, which supports women across careers and shifting from one career to another. And some of the careers that they're in, they're CEOs, they're CFOs, you know, they, they run and operate their own businesses or their, um, they oversee operations or human resources for very large companies. But I actually think they would absolutely love your magazine and Aww. the content that's in there because the conversations that I'm having with these women is, yeah, they're looking for something that's inspiring for them. You know, like there's literally nothing out there. When you yeah, go and look at the really. shelves, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think I bought a magazine and I love magazines in maybe two years. Yeah, nothing grabs me. Yeah, I believe it. And so all of our readers, and you know, when I put it out there to the people that we already had like this, this gorgeous, loyal, as I said, small, but really loyal following for the good girl. Um, And when I put it out there and sort of said, you know, I'm doing a podcast, the support was incredible, because I think women in our age demographic, really want to see ourselves represented they they want to see themselves reflected back I know I do and so when I wanted to do the magazine and I'd wanted to do it for a long time I I tend to jump in boots and all with some things Um, I had no idea by the way how to start my own magazine but I did it and I'm still learning a lot and it's been brilliant Um, but I put it out to people and sort of said what would you like to see overwhelmingly what came back was why aren't there stories about women like me? Why can't I see pictures of ordinary women like myself? Why are we not represented in the mainstream media? Um, And that is why eventually we took the podcast used to be just audio. And then we ended up creating it and putting it onto YouTube for that reason as well, because we talk about visibility. So we wanted those women to be very visible and for people to be able to see who they are. Um, But in the magazine, we interview incredible women that, you know, mainstream media may have overlooked. Um, Some of the people that we put in that mag or on the podcast, some of them are really well known. A lot of them are not, but in my opinion, every single one of them should be. There's just so many women out there doing incredible things. And that's what's been important because um, we launched this in the middle of a pandemic. What we realized too was there were so many micro and small businesses run by women um, that really were struggling during the pandemic. So across all of last 
yeah, last year, from 2020, really, when we launched in the December, all of last year, we've actually highlighted for free over 120 micro and small businesses owned by women um, and given free editorial and ad, ad space um, to charities um, that are supporting women um, and not just women over the age of 40, obviously, but charities that are supporting women. And I think that's the more we the more we go on in this magazine, the more amazing women that you get to meet, the more things you see are going on out there. And, and why are we both being overlooked? Why aren't we getting the recognition that we deserve? Um, and that's been probably one of the most proudest things for me about this magazine is getting that out there. Yeah. Sandy, so much of what you're saying is resonating with me. Um, I well, I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna start with something that just went bam as you were talking. Is about women who run businesses. Um, yeah, so it's not uncommon, obviously, that we get to a certain age, a certain age. I'll put that in the fingers, <laughs> fingers, um, and and kind of have this moment of discontent. And there's a lot that that's tied up around that, and that is, you know, some of its physical, emotional, relationship changes, country changes. Um, you know, in the career space, it's that you may be feeling um, that you're not worthy or that you aren't suited to that role anymore. And so you start to think about where to from here. So it seems to me that a lot of women in the midlife space do go out and create the thing they always wanted to do. Why do you think that is? I mean, I think we probably have touched on this in our own respective podcasts a number of times, but I'd like to hear it from you. Thank you. That's actually a really good question. And I think you're right. You've hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of women do go out and do it. I think there's a number of reasons why it starts to happen. One is that, you know, we're generally part of a sandwich generation. So we're dealing with, we're raising young children, not all of us, but a lot of us we're raising young children, but we've got elderly or, you know, aging parents on the other side. And we're kind of in this sandwiched generation. So our focus generally as women tends to be on everybody else except ourselves. I think what tends to happen as our children get older um, and that, you know, sadly for a lot of us, myself included, that our parents pass away or whatever, we enter a different phase of our life where maybe it's the first time we've had time to really breathe and think about ourselves. And I think for a lot of women, that's very, very true. And for a lot of women who perhaps have continued in careers or at a job that they're really dissatisfied with, but they do it because they have to pay school fees, uh, but, you know, they need to pay the mortgage or whatever is going on. You know, there's family holidays, whatever it may be. Um, I think you get to a point age-wise where the children are grown up enough, even if they're not grown ups, they're grown up enough that they can take care of themselves a little bit. And you can actually start thinking about actually, who am I? And what, what is it that I really want to do? And I think that's why we're starting to see this massive surge. I mean, I don't think we saw this when, uh, say, perhaps when my mother was in this age bracket. I didn't really see a lot of that with her friends. But I do think now there is this huge um, kind of revolution, if you like, of women who are starting, you know, whether it's a side project, whether it's a side hustle, a small business, or a genuine let's launch and let's do a massive business. We're just seeing so much of it for women who are 40, 50, 60. Um, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's amazing too. I think probably one of the things that holds women back from, you know, really tapping into the thing they always wanted to do might be some of the physical aspects of 
that taking that leap because we know it takes up a lot of energy it's not just mental energy it's just you know a lot of energy when you want to get an idea going you could be up at 4 a.m you know because a lot of these things happen before the work or after the work you know just the initial ideas and stuff and I think probably you and I have both had that experience where the thing that you've always wanted to do actually bookends the job that pays the bills but you just feel this incredible sense of satisfaction that that idea is going to come to fruition and be the thing that you put out into the world from here on in. And it may even pay the bills, which is the exciting part, right? But I think what I get out of it and what I've probably, you know, heard from you is that it's so satisfying to know that one woman out there has been boosted for the day. That's it. Um, I had a podcast episode launched today and I had three girlfriends just call me within one hour and go oh my gosh that was insanely funny <laughs> and one of and, and this is the cool thing about what we do and and the other part that probably touched my heart the most was that hey we're all going through this and sometimes you just gotta laugh you know <laughs> you just gotta laugh about it it's crazy the stuff you know how your brain switches into a very unfiltered mode <laughs> yeah Yes, I agree. Like I agree, and I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love your podcast so much. By the way, so I'm not really <laughs> surprised that three people called you and said, "Oh, this is fantastic." Um, but I think, yeah, you're right. I think I love that. That's that they're the moments, right? Because as you said, a lot out you and I, and a lot of other women out there. There's so many other women in this sisterhood doing working in their own businesses and trying to get it off the ground or whatever they're doing. And as you say, a lot bookending stuff, you know, what keeps us going, I'm sure. Well, I know for myself personally, what keeps me going is exactly what you just said is when someone reaches out and says that podcast episode really mattered to me and it made me realize that I'm not alone or that make, you know, that podcast episode made me really laugh or, um, you know, just, there's a lot in there. Like you, you just, the wisdom of women, and I call it the hard-won wisdom of women, is so impactful for other people. I just think it's so incredible. Yeah. Um, but if we can make one person smile or if we can help somebody going through some pretty awful stuff, whatever it may be in their life or whatever, if they're supported or they feel like they're not so alone, that's why we keep doing it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, yeah, it doesn't really come down to, you know, what recognition for this. It's just a very authentic place that I need to be doing this thing. I know I wake up every day and I just couldn't imagine not, you know, so it is, and it's super fun. I mean, how fun is it to call someone up around the world that you've never met and just have this heart to heart conversation, never met them and go, go to the jugular for exactly what you want to say, what's in your heart, right? It's incredible. I love it. I love it too. I feel like I'm really blessed. Like this, this is my happy place. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's why I'm so grateful too, because not only do I get to chat with women on my podcast, but then I get to meet all these amazing women who have their own podcasts or who are, you know, doing articles for other magazines. I think it's, um, it's so cool. I just, yeah. I mean, who, what a job, right. To be yeah. able to talk to <laughs> incredible women all the time. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, I've got a couple of other questions for you. Okay. Okay, so one of the tough things about podcasting is that, you know, you do speak to a lot of really awesome people and you walk away inspired. And I did ask someone last time I interviewed them, tell me about your favorite interview. It, it's kind of putting you a bit on the spot here because it's like, it's like asking you who your favorite kid is. But 
if you could let me know a couple of your favorite interviews or inspirational people that you've interviewed, um, because we just really want to spread the word and support them as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is um, that is really difficult. <laughs> it's a difficult <laughs> one because I've had so many diverse, incredible people on the podcast. Um, I don't know that I can narrow it down to just one, but I could tell you about a few. Uh, one that comes to mind straight away is an incredible woman who I had on the podcast. Her name is Claire Ashman and she is a cult survivor. Um, she uh, fled a cult with six children, her six children, um, and has gone on to build this kind of incredible life. And she's just this really beautiful person. Um, when I first met Claire, I mean, she's gone on to do TED Talks as well. So everyone can look her up. Claire Ashman, she's pretty amazing. Um, but when I first met her, what I was so, I was just so struck by her generosity of spirit to tell this story. And she does a lot of work around helping other people to leave um, cults and or religions. And I think um, she was just such an inspiration to me that her life was so radically different from most people I know, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but that she overcame like massive adversity and has this really great life. She's brilliant. Um, another person that I just, I love her to death is she's in the US and her name is Kimberly Coleman, uh, Kimberly H. Coleman. She uh, is um, a, a rectal cancer survivor, but she um, has gone on to be an advocate because she lives with uh, an ostomy bag who she calls Toodles. Um, but she is gorgeous. She is a model. She is a burlesque dancer. She's a writer um, and she's become a disability advocate. And I think um, her story is just incredibly inspiring, um, but she's also all about body positivity. And so she's she's actually been photographed for two different books where she's in a, her knickers and her bra and she's got her ostomy showing. And it really is about encouraging people to love the skin that they're in. Um, I think that's amazing. Um, so look, there's so many. I mean, I've been really lucky to interview people like Tara Moss and like Tracy Spicer and who have uh, Ginger Gorman, you know, who have really radically um, campaigned for women. And I I'm, I'm so inspired by them and so grateful for their, their time and energy as well. But there's just so many beautiful, beautiful women, uh, disability advocates like Carly Finlay and like Lisa Cox and like Nikki Hind, uh, Nikki Hind, by the way, is Australia's first, maybe the world's, I'm not sure, first um, legally blind fashion designer. And she has a, a fashion label named Blind Grit, which is quite amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I did, I'm, I'm so inspired by so many people. I guess that's the thing. Um, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And so one of the other things for women in midlife is um, one of the things I've picked up on is quite a lot of them want to start writing things down. You know, it's not like they're trying to write their life memoir or something like that. Sometimes it starts from a place of, I can't even fucking remember what I'm supposed to be doing today. So <laughs> let me start making a list. And then occasionally you'll read or see something and I'm like, oh, I've got to write that down. You know, for me, I read a lot. I read, say, Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle. And I find a lot of really incredibly well-crafted words put together that express how I feel. And I need to write it down sometimes. And then you kind of get writing yourself. So for all the women out there that sort of see that they might have a story to share, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are more than happy to chat with, with anyone, really. Um, I think if, 
it's such a human centric kind of thing, this magazine. So I think um, we're big believers that every woman has a story and you just have to scratch the surface. But some women have really amazing stories and they're just not telling it. Um, if anyone's interested, they can contact me at info at wb40.com.au. Um, and we have a tiny team, but we'll be we're definitely we're open to all sort of pitches as well. Um, I know and I'm so grateful that you just mentioned before that you're going to tell um, some groups about my magazine. I'm so grateful for that. Um, but we absolutely do accept pitch submissions. If people think, you know, I'm a woman in the age group and these are the things that I feel like people should know about, um, absolutely pitch it to us. I think there's been, what's been really nice, we've had some really well-known writers in this mag, um, but we've also had women who this is the first time they've been published is in this magazine. And I'm, it's just such a thrill for us as much as it is for them. Um, and their stories are incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you do, sometimes you'll have a cup of tea or a coffee or, you know, a glass of wine with someone and they'll be like, oh, I've just started writing stuff yeah. down. I, I used to write when I was younger and I did do a little, a few publications in a magazine and I hear it. And it's actually really surprising how many people will kind of verbalize it. And I'm like, sometimes people need to have somewhere to put that, you know, because we all, like you say, we all have a story we can share. Like every single person that opens up has an incredible story um, and it's uh, it needs to be shared. So the work that you're doing, Sandy, is amazing. You're sharing the stories. You're making people feel connected, valued, not alone. All really important things in uh, being part of the human race. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and visible, right? And visible, yeah. And hey, you've got visible. a whole lot of books behind you. It Would is. you like to share one or two of your favourite books? Because I always have book recommendations in the podcast. I should have set you up for this, but no, that's all right. <laughs> I didn't know this was coming, but yeah. I can tell you a few that are on my shelf. Absolutely. So um, there is Say Hello by Carly Finlay, who is a, um, a, a, a visibility um, and disability advocate. Say Hello. Um, and also Fight Like a Girl by the incredible, uh, obviously, Clementine Ford, whom yeah. I love. Yeah. Um, and her new book as well, which I love, um, but I don't have it here because it's out there. I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> um, what else have we got up here? There's so many. There's books about me too. I've got my back to you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. So Troll Hunting by Ginger Gorman is phenomenal. Um, I would recommend everybody read that. And another really great book is by an Australian um writer her yeah her name is um veronica gory and the book is black and blue and it is her memoir about being um an australian aboriginal police officer um yeah it's wow it's mind-blowing it sounds is a mind good. book yeah mm -hmm. that sounds awesome hey thank you sandy for taking some time to um come on the sexy aging podcast i'm going to put all the links all the books all the websites, everything in the show notes so that people can access and tap into, you know, the amazing work that you're putting out there. Thank you so, so much. I'm so honoured that you are, that you are here and I'd really love to, to have you on over at the Good Girl Confessional soon too. Do I need to confess anything or <laughs> how, how does that work? <laughs> I think what we really love about it, it's such a conversational podcast that every now and then people say, oh, I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> We call it the confessional for a reason. Yeah, I, I really don't doubt myself when I do that. I just like, here it comes. Are you ready? <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Sandy. Have an awesome day. You too. Thanks so much.
for listening to today's episode. If you listen on Spotify, please have a look at the poll or the question that I put at the end of every episode. I'd love to get your feedback. And if you like the Sexy Aging Podcast, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing, subscribing. You know, we need to get the word out there to all incredible midlifers that they're not alone, that their ideas are valid, that their hormonal changes are real, so that they feel not alone. I'm also going to be putting out a bonus episode every Friday where I break down one of the symptoms from my book, My Menopause Memoir. If you haven't yet got the book, check out the link in the show notes. It's right there. You can access it as an ebook or paperback on Amazon. I hope that you uh, enjoy the show and enjoy the book. Take care.